This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Five out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another edition of Can Crushers Wrestling Spotlight. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and this week I am going to talk to the Ebony Sensation. He's going to bring all the pure sex appeal to Can Crushers, which we need any sex appeal that we can get, especially the English professor and the glorious guru, is going to be worth it because I have it. But maybe Paris can give me some more. Paris Sahara is going to be joining me here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk all things wrestling that we always do here on Can Crushers. And again, you heard last week that we talk about astigmatism in wrestling. I think this is a perfect time to bring that question back for Paris. And we'll get to it in the podcast that you'll be able to know a lot that's going on. Paris, young wrestler, but a rising star taking over, you know... I bet COVID hurt Paris a lot, but this is something we really need to talk about because since COVID has been over, he's been bouncing all over the place and he's starting feuds with people. Uh, a Can't Crush Your alum, Katie Arquette, him and Paris are back and forth at each other. I have so many questions for Paris. I, 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 you know how they go. I'm just excited. I get excited for these spotlights. You guys know that the spotlight part of Can Crushers is my favorite part. Sundays we have the weekly show, Wednesdays we have the spotlight, Fridays we have the fantasy show. You have all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that you get all the wrestling news, but the spotlight is where you get to learn the ins and outs of the professional wrestler and they're growing and how they grow in a business and that's just so much for me. Guys, give us a follow on all those socials 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 and then just continue to grow with can crush your nation if you guys have any questions you have anybody else you want us to interview shoot us a message at can 69 at gmail.com we'll reach out to them and just to let you guys know yes we've gotten those in there's some that we're working on don't worry we're getting them we're getting them guys you know what the time it is it's time to tell you about collar and elbow Hats, hoodies, tees, sweats, all that cool stuff is at CollarAndElbow.com. It is the wrestling brand, the wrestling apparel for the fans. You hear us week in and week out tell us about the shirts that we love. You know, John with his Shad Gaspar, Chad with his Animal, me with my Macho Man, which is Al Snow and Head, or the Dusty Rhodes one. I can go on and on and on. All of them are up there on CollarAndElbow.com, the wrestling brand. Use our promo code CANCRUSHERS, all one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, and you will save 10%. And 
that's a pretty sweet deal. All right, here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow. And then we come back, Paris O'Hara is calling in right now. So we will be able to talk wrestling with him and find out how much more he's going to dance on TikTok. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. And welcome back to Can Crushers. I told you in the intro that this one is going to be a hot interview. This guy is going to bring the pure sex appeal to Can Crushers, and oh boy, do we need it here on Can Crushers. It is the Ebony Sensation Paris Sahara. Paris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that I could be a part of your show. Um, I'm just excited. This is the first interview that I ever had in my wrestling career. So this is definitely exciting and um, definitely an honor to be able to talk and give you my opinion and my feeling about things that's going on in my life and in wrestling. So. Yeah, I'm excited. You know what? I, I'm gonna. I was gonna save this story, but it makes sense to tell everybody right now since you kind of leaked that this was your first one. We saw each other at Legends of Wrestling uh, a couple weeks ago in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, and I've I've known you from IWC, your first match from 2PW, and all of that. And you were with Joe Dombrowski, who we ha- kind of helped bring some stuff in. And after we got done doing everything, I'm like. Damn, Mark, you, you've not had Paris on the show yet. So I whisper in your ear, I'm like, hey, man, I want to get you set up for a podcast. And I kind of said it like that. I'll reach out to you next week. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after talking before we came on the air, uh, go ahead. I want you to tell your story, the story real quick, and then I'll give you the comparison that I had. So when I was at the event, I was just – in there and I'm just like okay enjoying the convention and everything and then you came up behind me and you're just like hey what's up you know I want you to be part of my podcast da, da, da. and I just felt good about it I started laughing and just felt like okay this would be great for me to be a part of a podcast I'm always listening to podcasts so it would be nice to actually be a part of one and um, it felt good when you came up to me I just was like oh that was random like no one ever did that to me no one ever came up to me like that and said that so it was pretty um it was funny and it was also great. Like it made my whole day to know that like someone wanted to take the time to interview me. Like I don't feel like I'm anybody special. So the fact that you came and it, it made me feel special, it made me feel good about myself. But you are. Um, I I always think everybody at IWC should know who I am, and that that's no disrespect if they, you don't or you do or anything. It's just we've been going to IWC forever, and I know like you're still young in the business. You've been on IWC, you've been off IWC, you're on two PW, you're off P two PW. You know you're you're everywhere, 
but you don't, I don't want to say you don't have a home yet, but you're still finding your legs because you're young in wrestling. But when I said that to you, it literally looked like, I said it off air, so I will say it again. We were doing a drug deal in like the side corner or something, <laughs> and I didn't know if you maybe talked to Joe and Joe. Like I, I literally thought you're like, oh, there's Mark and John and Chad. And like I thought, okay, Paris is gonna know who the hell we are. So what did you think when you had two, three schmucks helping Joe bring all his stuff in? Did you think, oh my god, these guys are gonna run off with Joe's stuff? No, I'm just like, well, thankfully someone wants to help you. All this shit I'll have to carry in. And, like, <laughs> it's just me and Joe. I'm like, someone needs to help us. Like, I don't want to break a nail or anything. I'm just <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> no, it was it was it was nice to, to see you guys. Even though I didn't know you guys, I was like, oh, thankfully someone can help us because it is a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was Joe. My God, I don't know how he gets it all in that little car too. Like, yeah. d- could he see out the windows on the drive there and everything? It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> He just, put, he just put you in a little hole in the corner, didn't he? Here you go. This is where you're sitting today. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All it was, right. It was fun, though. It was fun. It, it was a great time. Let's stick on that because a ton of legends. Did you get to mingle around and meet some people there? I got to meet Chris. Um, Chris Van Villette. Is that his name? Chris Van Villette? Villette, um, yeah. Villette, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I got to meet him. I love watching his interviews and Tell he's me about very it. attractive. So I was like, he introduced himself to me like he was talking to Joe and he introduced himself to me. And I was like, oh, my God, like he noticed me and he shook my hand. And I was like, I love interviews and hopefully one day I could be on your interview or on your you know, podcast. I think that'll be awesome. And he said, well, you know, it is anything's possible. So it was just nice to meet him. And I got to meet Jillian Hall and um, I got to see Maven and I didn't get to meet everyone. Everyone was seemed so busy but just to be able to be in the same room as them was a blessing. I was like, oh my God, like my my idols, people I looked up to, they're in the same room as me and it feels good. Yeah. You know? You're there, right? Did you feel yeah. that I'm here type of uh Yeah, I'm, aura? Like, I'm here and I'm like I I'm proud of myself for following my heart and chasing my dream. Like everyone doesn't get to live their dream and I was like I'm living my dream and I'm meeting everyone that I used to look up to. So it yeah. was awesome. That Congratulations, first off and foremost, that yes, you are, you're living your dream, you're, and you're doing it well, because Paris, you are now not, like I said, just in IWC, or you are spreading your wings and flying all over the place now, and that's, it's making yeah. one of you, one of the fastest rising, you know, superstars around our area. Definitely. Um, I'm willing to work hard. Like I realized when I first got in here, like in the wrestling business, I knew that I had to work hard and I knew my character wasn't going to be taken lightly. You know, I knew that I was going to have to work sometimes even 10 times harder than some people, like even in training. My, some people were like, oh, well, you may not get booked. People may not like you because you're feminine and you're out there. And I said, well, that's just going to make me work harder. That's going to make me have more fire. And, and it did. Um, and I'm glad that I'm all over because I'm willing to, meet new people only to work hard and get my name out there more. You know, I have a certain place. IWC is my home base, but I'm excited to do more with IWC. I'm excited to do more with 2PW and stuff. So everything that happened to me is only gave me more fire to do better. So I'm always ambitious and willing to do better. Every time I get out there, every time I wrestle, I'm willing to work harder and harder every time. So, Nice. We see that. All right, let's do the rewind that we always do here on on Can Crushers. 
Who introduced you to wrestling? Is a little Paris. They they come up to you and say, Paris, <laughs> you you have to watch this because this is where you're going to be in time. Was it like Uncle Joe or Aunt Mary or somebody? Well, that's interesting because I used to live with my uncles. My mom lived with my grandma. My mom was uh, a teenage mom. And when I was like six, my mom, well, she was more than her teens when I was six, but she lived with my grandmother and I lived with my uncles. They were all wrestling fans in their teens. So me being this little six little boy walking around and not knowing what I'm doing. And then my uncle got me and set me on his lap and I just start watching wrestling with all of them. Like I have four uncles that were just big fans and they were really into it. And seeing all the fans in the crowd made me like, oh my God, all these people are looking at one person in the ring and it was stone cold i remember the first person i ever seen in the ring was stone cold giving a promo and i was just like wow like this is exciting like my uncles every every night like every thursday and every monday we would watch it together and i was like oh my god like i love this like i don't want to watch anything i don't want to watch cartoons i don't want to watch nothing like they got me hooked and then they would abuse me they would beat me up like they were like <laughs> of course they would like wrestle with me and like just do a whole bunch of crazy stuff and i didn't I used to cry, but I was like, it's fun, even though it is hurtful a little bit. And then it was funny because we had a friend. Well, they had a friend that had a wrestling ring in the back, and I got in the ring. I didn't know what I was in. Like, I got in the ring, and I was like, this is a, these are ropes, and it's a, like, where am I at? Like, I didn't know what I was in, but it was cool because they were, like, playing with me in the ring. I remember that those days when I was, like, six or seven, I used to be, like, in the ring, like, just playing with my uncles. I didn't, I don't know if I took a bump, but um, it was, <laughs> it was fun. But, like, without my uncles, I don't think that I would have got interest them because they were diehard fans they were watching all the time um but when they stopped watching it i kept watching it i was like this is something that i'm going to have for the rest of my life i'm going to have a love for wrestling like nothing's going to stop me from watching it so thankfully thankful thankfully for my uncles they were the ones to um to get me hooked to wrestling so much to unpack right there for a second um I'm stuck on at the age of six years old that you knew somebody that had a wrestling ring, like a legit one, not one that I made in my backyard with strings and everything, like a legit wrestling ring. A legit ring. Like, Where did you live? I mean, you are much younger than me, but where did you live? Why couldn't I be your neighbor? Because (laughs) one of these days, one of these days, not for anybody else's purposes, just for can crushers so we can beat the hell out of each other. We're going to have a wrestling ring. I lived in Maryland. I'm originally from Frederick, Maryland, and um, I lived out there for a couple of years. And then my mom moved to Pittsburgh. So it was in Maryland where my uncles had met a friend who had a wrestling ring, and they used to go all the time. And then I used to just get in the ring with them and play around. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I'm going to have fun with them. Um, you were training. You, you were running the ropes <laughs> at the age of six. That's unbelievable. But you weren't training because, God forbid, we don't want to get anybody in trouble from, you know, so long ago that uh, right. you didn't have a license or anything. Right. Uh-uh, I didn't want to get myself hurt. <laughs> Even though my uncles had already beat me up already, it was fun to, like, get in the ring with them and play around with them a little bit more. So. So you said every Monday and Thursday, because that's when SmackDown was on, you, you would sit and watch right. it. Um, you said Stone Cold was your first person that you kind of realized was the man back in the day. Who else did you, you know, linger towards? Because, trust me, I know because I'm on the same page as you. Uh, we've done some research. But who else did you say, this is really why I want to do this when I grow up? Trish Stratus. When I first seen Trish Stratus... She was the first one that really had 
something different from all the other wrestlers. I would see Booker T. I would see all the other wrestlers, but Trish Stratus was the first female wrestler that I ever seen, and her energy was so powerful. Like she wasn't over the top sexy, but just her aura was so um, attractive to me. Like once I seen her, I was like, I don't care about anyone else. I want to watch her every week. So I would tune in every week to see Trish Stratus because she got me hooked with her personality, her hard work. Her, she looked petite, but when she got in the ring, she was very powerful. She didn't like give up. She was very gutsy, and I loved that about her. I was like, she is the one. Like she was the my first hero. Like she made me want to be open about my sexuality. She made me want to be fearless because she was fearless. So. As much as Trish and Lita had a huge, huge feud, and they kind of still do, but they're kind of best of friends and all that, I feel that you took a little away from Lita, though, too, because you love to fly. <laughs> were you were you also a big fan of Lita's, or were you, nope, Lita's that bitch that keeps beating <laughs> on my girl all the time? I like Lita. Like I used to love Lita because she was very brave and she had a, some, or it was weird because I used to tune in because I like to feel like I'm a very empathic person. So I would feel their energy when I see Lita, she was very um, brave. She had a very strong, bold energy to her. And I thought Lita and Trish Stratus had very, very good chemistry in the ring. And I think that's one of the reasons why I am hooked to wrestling because there's so much energy in the ring. You can feel it. You can, it's so raw. And I'm like, I love her energy. Um, she taught me just to be brave and just, not be afraid to take a bump or high risk off the top rope. So she definitely was um, one of those wrestlers that made me feel like, yes, I want to do this. Like, I want to be a wrestler too. Yeah, you talk about emotions, and we're jumping all over the place, but we'll get to where we need to get. Um, it, it's amazing, let alone in one match, but let's just say over a three-hour event, how you can be so angry, laugh, cry um every emotion that you could possibly have because each match is a story did you feel that at that age or were you just like i love people beating each other up (laughs) i like yeah that was one of the reasons like when i was younger i thought it was very real and to me it's still real you know but when you're young you're so like oh my god like i never seen these people i never seen people beating each other up before i never seen this and that and then when you add the storylines to it, you're like, wow, like it makes you want to be hooked even more because you're following something. You're trying to figure out what is she going to do next? What is he going to do next? You're like you're trying to figure things out. And so it was more for me, like a exciting part of trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Okay. All right. So that's all at the age of like six, seven, eight. Um, wrestling essentially does get put on the back burner a little bit because you have high school and growing up and everything. When was the I'm still going to wrestling school moment for you? Was it right out of high school, you know, college-ish? It was right in high school. Like, I started training when I was 17 because, like, when I was 16, I was trying to find schools. I lived in East McKeesport, Pennsylvania, and um, there's a wrestling show, um, PWX, which is, like, the next town over McKeesport. Yep. Um, And I was trying to find a place and looking all over and – getting frustrated because i couldn't find a school and then i finally found the school um and chris Russo was there but um yeah i was 17 and that was that was the best part it was like i knew at the age of 17 that this was this is what i was going to do and no one was going to stop me like i didn't have a car but i made my way i made things happen at that age 
that's unbelievable at that age that you're, you know, because you, we hear from a lot of wrestlers to come on the show, hey, man, I went, I, I went to college and or I played football for a little bit, and then I realized I still had the love of wrestling. And by then, it, no disrespect to you, Paris, that, you know, they might have a name in sports, so somebody's already seen them. At 17, nobody knew who Paris was, so you're just like, screw this, I'm going to make people know who Paris is by signing up to um, IWC's wrestling school, right? Right. Definitely. So, I actually trained at PWX. That oh, was the first, first? I trained at. When I was 17, I got to train with Chris Russo, And then um, my mom moved out of the area, and she was just telling me, you're not, she didn't want me to be a wrestler. She was like, go to school. You're not, a, you're, you don't, you're not aggressive. Like, you, you're very sweet. You're calm. Like, I don't think you should be a wrestler. But I knew that once I got in the ring, I could be what I wanted to be. You know, I could be aggressive. But to make a long story short, I wrestled at PWX, trained there for a little bit. Um, I never had a wrestling match, but I got to train in the ring. And then when I was 23, um, once I got my car and everything together, I said, okay, well, I'm going to go back to school because I have everything together. I have my car, I have my own place. I'm ready. You know, I'm really ready to take this on. And this is my second time to chase my dream. I was like, this is not going to be, you know, a mistake. This is going to be the final time that I'm going to make my dream come true. And I did. So. And then you end up uh, connecting with Chris LaRusso again because everybody right. on Can Crushers knows that between him, Andrew Palace, and, and a list of others, they're they're the main trainers at IWC. And what what an outstanding crew you had showing you the ropes for essentially the second time. Then definitely, when I came back, it was like I left off. Like when I was at PWX, we were learning different things like grappling, and then when I came to IWC, I came back where I left off. It was weird. It was like, oh my God, like I'm coming back where I left off and I'm learning everything where I was learning before. So I didn't just jump right into anything. And he was there. Chris was there. So I felt more comfortable to be trained by someone that I was already trained by. Nice. Nice. Chris Lutherville, um, he may hate us, but we give him all the props <laughs> in the world because he is a wonderful human being outside of the ring. In the ring, he's such a dick. I'm just saying it like that. Um, so who is Paris Sahara? Before we start getting into some other wrestling questions, everything. Tell us who you are in and out of the ring. Paris Sahara is, is me. I feel like it's me when I am in the mode to be 100% like me because i feel like when you're you're outside of the ring you're not wrestling you're more conservative like i'm more conservative i'm more chill i work i do me but for me as paris sahara i'm more open i'm more unapologetic i'm more accepting of myself i mean i accept myself either way but when you're open more it's like you accept like this is me i'm happy i'm unapologetic if no one else likes me that's fine i'm very grounded like for me, I'm grounded all the time. I'm very connected with the universe. And I think as Paris Sahara, like I'm very sassy, sexy. I'm obviously sensual, but I'm also very grounded and very connected with the universe. I have like a um a spiritual. I'm very spiritual, and, and Paris Sahara is very spiritual as well. Like I like to manifest things. I like to um, create my reality. You know, I like to go after what I want, and I'm like. I'm always the type of person that says no one controls my destiny but me because I have the power to manifest what I want to manifest. So 
Paris hair gives me that confidence to be like, you know what? I am beautiful. I'm sexy. I'm powerful. I'm spiritual. And there's no limits on what I can do. You know, no one's going to tell me you can't do this. You can't be a women's champion. You can't do whatever because it's me. Anything that I want, I get because I have that power. So that that's what I love about me as Paris Harris, that I can manifest and be whatever I want to be and not let anyone tell me no. That's that's great advice in and out of the ring, uh, Paris, telling people to be who they want to be. And it, it's up to you in life. You know, you, you can't continue to point fingers and i'm not saying you personally but you can't say oh man i I didn't do this because jimmy didn't want to come with me or this that you you have to fly by yourself most of the time in life to make things work and you know you had that little bit of a layoff but things are flying now for you right definitely definitely is flying for me like before the pandemic happened i had four shows in a month i was my first year i was just going so much like going to brooklyn and going all over and then when the pandemic happened it shut everything down obviously and then had to find my way get, had to jump back in everything like it's like jump where you jump in and you keep going now that i'm getting back in it's like my my momentum is coming back and i'm starting to get more bookings and it's it's more exciting now like that downtime was great to figure out my figure myself out get some gear get some things that i need to figure out about myself and now that i've got everything together now it's like it's time to really fit in the work that you've been waiting to put in over that break, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. When I think of Paris Sahara, let me tell you who I instantly think of to put it on the, on the realm <laughs> of everybody. Yeah. You, you're laughing because you clearly must have heard a couple of these once in a while. I'm either horribly off or I get it right. Sometimes I see Lita. I see Carmela. But I, I also see a, a little bit of, and you're going to laugh at this one, but I think a little Zack Ryder in you. Zack Ryder. Because not not Matt Cordona. I, I haven't seen you bloody bleeding or anything like that yet. And I don't know if I want to see that beautiful face bloody or bleeding. But I, I see you. You have fun. So there's where the, the Cordona is. You're you're full of yourself, which is good in wrestling. That's where Carmella comes in, and then Lita because you can fly. Um, how bad was that? Anywhere I actually like that. <laughs> it's funny because I always think of myself like, who like who am I like? Because I'm always thinking like who do, who do these fans think I'm like? And I like that you said Lita and um, Carmella. I think Carmella has a big personality. She's very oh, for sure. Out She's there. amazing. And Zack Ryder is very, he has a great personality. He has a lot of charisma. So those three characters is great. Like, I, I think that's a compliment, honestly. So so you're saying I, I got it right? I think, I think you did great. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got it right, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, no, Mark, this is the stupidest thing you've ever said in your life. No. No, I think you did. I think you got it right. <laughs> nice. So we share something in common, and this is where a lot is gonna is gonna come up, and let's banter back and forth. I love women's wrestling, and I love wrestling in general. But I think right now, and even through the pandemic, Paris, that the women's the women, I'm sorry, carried us through the pandemic um, between Sasha and Oscar and Bailey, Charlotte. Um, the downfall is Becky, I think would have been amazing, but you know, she, right. she had to have a kid. No, um, I think they carried all of us. And then people forget about ones. I, I love 
uh, Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan, like uh, you know, and the Im- Impact and. Everybody knows we wave the Britt Baker flag, uh, flag all over the place, but pandemic wrestling, women win without a doubt. Are are, are yes. you on board? I'm definitely on board with that. I agree with that. Um, just watching like any even like independent wrestlers, watching them like do their thing. They didn't let anything stop them from actually shining and doing better. It's like they took that these moments that we had and they let that give them more fuel and fire to be even more ambitious to work even harder and i see that i'm like i love that about them like i love that energy like it inspired me to keep going like when i seen them doing it i was like i'm gonna keep doing it too i'm not gonna give up this pandemic is not gonna stop me from living my dream and doing what i love so yeah uh you do a lot of tape study um I, I told you I stalked you. You do a lot of tape study, and it it comes from every era, doesn't it? Definitely. What's yeah. your favorite era to pull from? And I, you don't have to say like ruthless aggressions. I'm saying like seventies, eighties, nineties, or or now. Um, do you love going back and you know pulling maybe a Moolah or a Rock and Robin? Um, prior to us getting to Paige and like Maurice and Lita who, who... go yes. ahead okay yes I love I love going back because I love sensational Sherry oh, that's she the other was... one I, damn it I love her and yeah. I always forget to mention her <laughs> I love her personality just everything about her like I love so much because she had so much character she was a strong fighter she was a great wrestler a great woman's champion I'll go back to watch the fabulous moolah like I would watch them all the time for character, for promos. Sensational Shay was so great with her promos. She was so great with her voice. So like I will go back to watch them all the time. And sometimes I'll get emotional. Like sometimes I'll tear up because I'm like, this was so good. Like their energy was so good. Like my God, like they inspired me so much. And I'm getting older and I'm taking away something that I'm learning from them so I can, you know, I can be better at what I do. So um definitely the the era back then, like in the seventies and the eighties was definitely even even like um like Rock and Robin and um Alundra Blaze. I love Alundra Blaze because she was like before her time. Oh like, huge. You know? Huge before her time. Yes. So like watching those wrestlers I and mean, like if it wasn't for these female wrestlers, the the female wrestlers now wouldn't really have anything to look up to. They wouldn't have a foundation. They would you know, they, they were inspired so much. And it's crazy how these females from the 60s, 70s, 80s inspired the females today so much, you know, so much. And they still inspire me. So, yeah. uh, Were you watching – this question stuck in my head, and if I don't get it out. Were you watching AWA Sherry or just completely like WWF Sherry? I was watching everything. Okay. <laughs> everything Sherry. I love everything that she did. Even WCW stuff. Yeah, even WCW. Yeah. She had a, a, yeah. a quick run there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much wrestling today do you get to watch? And you know, we we mentioned all the yesteryear's ones. Who are you pulling from today? Throw out Carmella because we already mentioned her. But are you pulling from Sasha or, like I said, Kira or or Tasha Steeles or even Britt? Yeah, I love Bianca Belair because she embodies someone who is powerful she doesn't give up like she's been through a lot like in her career which we all have but to see that she she comes back and she's she works hard and 
she has a lot of personalities. She's very powerful. She's EST. I like that she says that because it makes sense for me. Just the way she carries herself and the way she wrestles in the ring is very great. I also love Natalia. I've always been a great fan of Natalia because she's definitely a veteran. She's definitely been working very hard. So her match is taken away from how she wrestles and everything. So, so that's those are the two female wrestlers I'm really like into right now is Bianca Belair and Natalia. Yeah, both uh, opposite ends of the spectrum because Bianca, not po- powerful with what she does, and what, I mean, po- definitely powerful in and out of the ring because she's ripped and oh my god, she's beautiful, but would destroy me. Um, powerful that way, outspoken everything, but Natty on the other end is kind of, you know, humble, sits home, and is essentially like the WWE trainer for the women right now, but they respect her so much that I I understand your, your comparison there. Nice, nice. Yes. Um, how much wrestling do you watch overall? Like, do you... All the 35 hours that are, that's on every week, do you sit down and enjoy wrestling, or is everything tape study for you, even if it's a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match? I do both. I can All I do is watch wrestling. Like if, even if I'm at work, if I'm on my break, all I do, my coworkers are like, oh my God, all you do is watch wrestling. I'm on my phone on my break, or when I'm at home, I'm always watching wrestling. Like It's like, uh, like people can watch anime, people can watch cartoons, they have a favorite show. My favorite thing to do is to watch wrestling. Like I like to watch some stuff to be a fan and be like, oh my God, like I feel like a fan again. And I like to watch as a wrestler. I like to study and be like, oh, I want to, I think I could do this or I could make this better, you know, or I like the way they presented themselves. I could do that better too. Like I think sometimes I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with wrestling, but in a bad way, I'm obsessed in a good way. Like I, I love wrestling so much. I'm actually obsessed. We <laughs> obsessed all are. We all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's break from wrestling a little bit, then we'll get into, like, your first match and some matches and everything. Let's know more about Paris outside the ring. Um, what are some of your geek-out things? Are you, you, you clearly don't do anything besides wrestling, which I respect and love, but if you're not watching wrestling, uh, are you a gamer? Um, Um, I I don't pinpoint you as, smack me next time you see me, I don't pinpoint you as me, like me, um, a big superhero fan or anything, which is shocking, right? Right. I am very spiritual. I love to meditate. I love doing yoga. Um, I love going to crystal stores. I have a lot of crystals that I have that I meditate with. I'm also a person who loves to exercise. Like, I love jogging, like going to trails, going hiking. You know, so like, those are the things I love. I'm not really like into like, anime or like anything like that i'm more so just very spiritual i love to actually like i'm actually taking classes to be a personal trainer right now oh nice so congratulations like thank you um i'm thinking like that is something that i would want to do more of helping people stay into shape because i'm always exercising so that would be um perfect for me but other than that like if i'm not wrestling i'm always doing something that i that makes me feel good and meditation yoga um, connecting with the universe, walking outside with my feet, you know, without any shoes on, like that is important to me. Enjoying the sun, you know, going to the beach, like stuff like that would be perfect for me. 
relaxation. That, relaxation. Yeah, like if you're not in the ring, you're take or at work or anything, you're taking that moment, your me time, and that's yes, <laughs> that's much that that's a lot needed in, in the world, and that wasn't proper grammar, so I'll get corrected from my co-host from that, but we'll we'll get past that. Um, a lot of the world needs that because. All right, guys. You everybody knows we record these like a week ahead of time anymore. Um, something I didn't think I was going to bring up, but Paris, do you do you watch the Olympics or anything? The whole Simone Bios thing going right now. How do you feel about that? I don't really watch it as much. Um, I look at it here and there, but I'm not really into it. Um, I heard some stuff, but I never really like thought too much about it, honestly. Okay, that, that, that's fine. We can skim past that. I, I was just going to say her stepping away from her team because she had a mental health thing, and I, I support it here on Can't Crushers. I don't know what the other two jagoffs are going to say, but <laughs> mental health is um, number one in a, the book across the board. If you're not mentally stable, and I don't want that stigmatism to go bad yet, but um, if you're not 100% mentally on board with yourself – you're not doing anybody else any good, right? Right. Definitely agree with that. So talk to me uh, about some of the meditation you do and tell other people kind of some things that you do because, Paris, I think you could actually help me because uh, I am one that has some mental health things that I need to learn how to shut my brain off at night because uh-huh. guess what? When I go to bed and I'm tired as all hell, Guess what starts coming in? Well, what am I going to do tomorrow? Do I have the money to pay this bill? Is my son going to be okay for school this year? In its long-term time away, how do I shut that off and what can you teach me? And Apparently, I need to go to Paris Sahara School of Meditation. <laughs> I would definitely say, like, um, I listen to 430, 432 frequency music. Um, it's very relaxing music, and it gets you... Um, it clears your mind. You just, when you listen to music, all you're thinking about is the music. The frequency is very calming. So when I meditate, um, I just close my eyes and just try to forget about anything that was bothering me and just try to let it go. Like I, like I believe the mind is the most powerful thing that we have. So when you treat it well, then you will be able to be well with who, you know, with yourself and with your life. So me meditating like that and just thinking about things that, I want to let go. Think about things I want to manifest. Like through med- through meditation, I can manifest peace or manifest like not thinking so much or trying to, because I can have anxiety about a lot of things. So even before like a wrestling match or something, I'm meditating because I don't want to overthink. I don't want to get nervous, you know, even though it's normal to get nervous for your matches. But meditation definitely helps keep you more relaxed and calm. So I would definitely say for anyone who is stressing or who needs help with relaxing or whatever, definitely use 432 frequency music there's so much stuff on youtube you can listen to before you go to sleep or while you're sleeping it'll put you to sleep um that would be in crystals like if you get like amethyst or other crystals that are for like rose quartz for calming and relaxation that will be like to have it next to your bed or in your living room that would be perfect now what to thank you for bringing this up what do the crystals do do they do they release something or is it just that they're there that they catch your eye and you kind of like stare? I, I, I really don't know anything about this. They're beautiful to have in your living room. Like I have amethyst. You have a big amethyst, I have a big um, rose quartz. They like, I do a lot of studying on crystals and 
for years and years and years, people have been studying crystals and the benefits they have on our body and our spirit. And amethyst has always been the crystal for relaxation, get rid of anxiety, to help with um, anger, anything. It just keeps you calm. And they say if you take amethyst, you have a headache and you put the amethyst on your head, it takes the headache away because crystals are from the earth and they have a certain energy. Every crystal has a certain energy element to them that can help us. And I think that's why I'm so connected with the universe because they like it. We have so much um, so much things in the universe that we can use that are beneficial to us and we just have to take advantage of it. And I think crystals are one of those things you should take advantage of because they do have properties that will help a lot of people. And I think once you give it a try and you see, you'll be like, wow, like this is, this has helped me. Like my mom, for example, I gave her an amethyst. She was having the same problems as you. And she was telling me like, wow, I can, she's had it next to her bed. She's like, it makes me feel more calm. I'm relaxed. Like I can go to sleep without overthinking. Plus playing the 432 frequency music on top of that is just a relaxing moment. So I would definitely recommend people to do that. All right. So not that we're sponsored by them or anything, but give us a shout out of where you get yours because I have some peeps in, in Pittsburgh because there's clearly nothing like that up here in the in the sticks of Ridgeway that has that. But when I make it to Pittsburgh again, where am I going shopping? And are you available on August 14th to hold my hand and take me through this whole journey? <laughs> I think I could possibly take you. I don't I may, I don't know if I have a booking. I don't well, know. Well, we're canceling it, Paris. We're can- oh. No, this is more important to them on the 14th of August. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's a place in Bellevue, PA. Um, I think it's Moon something. I just moved in this area. But um, there's a place in Bellevue, PA. I think it's called Moon Terrace, something like that. But I go there, and um, it's it's a great place because it has a whole bunch of crystals, has sage, has palisano. Palisano is a wood that you burn to heal yourself and to like meditate with it keeps you calm but um i would actually with my going like you actually wanted to go <laughs> I, the, I the funny thing is john the co-host lives in bellevue so that's where i would be stationed you know oh, wow. from the, yeah um so yeah i could meet you anywhere in bellevue because i know bellevue really well we burn here at the house we burn um what the hell are they called those sticks help me out oh uh, what are they? Uh, incense. Thank you. Thank that incense is a hard word for me today. Uh, we we burn incense in the house, and it's nice. And I can tell, like, if we burn like cotton candy, or my favorite is actually frankincense. Um, yeah. Very very much into church, uh, in, in spiritual I am on that end. So frankincense, when it's burning in the house, I always, you know, my mom has passed, my grandma has passed, but that smell, um, it, it's it might be weird to say this right now, um, but it always reminds me of you know their soul and their body because that's interesting. That was the last yeah. thing I smelled of them, you know, at their funeral or something. Yeah, right. I'm very spiritual, and I think a lot of our um, ancestors communicate with us through smell through certain things and that could be their way of telling you that they're there like my father passed away when i was younger and i feel like certain things remind me of him and that's him telling me that i'm here with you you know like yep and i, so I wholeheartedly believe all that yeah no, we're we're really gonna hook this up. Um, I will make sure I'll tell you when I'm in when I'm in Pittsburgh and say, hey, if you don't have a booking or if it's not too far away, and I get down there in the morning, uh, I'm calling you. I'm <laughs> saving your number. I'm gonna, hey, you you want to meet me here so we can we can do this and you can help me out. I'm taking yeah, you up I'll on be, that offer. 
I wouldn't mind. I'll definitely help you. Sweet. All right. Um, since you're going to be my personal assistant in uh, the spiritual way, let's get back on to wrestling since we are a wrestling show. But thank you for all of that knowledge because I, I've always wondered what you know why people have crystals in their house. I don't under I don't understand, and I want to learn. Yeah. And you're going to teach me. I am. <laughs> so you brought up anxiety in wrestling. So let's talk about the anxiety that you had in your very first match before you step out of that curtain. What are you feeling? When you first step up, step out that curtain, you're thinking like you want to go out there, you want to do your best. And a lot of veterans, before I go out there, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so nervous. And they're like, if you're not nervous, that means you don't care. And I'm like, okay, well, I must really, really care because I'm like, heart's beating fast. I feel like I'm gonna poop myself. Like I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, about the vomit. Like, super nervous. But like, I've learned like over time, meditate. So the first match I had was at IWC. It was a battle royal. I was like, it's just not real. Like, why are you nervous? But it was still nerve wracking because I'm like, I care so much. I want to be good. So just the thought of you doing good for me is this always the um, the scary part. Like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I didn't do this right? Like, I just want to be like, a, I'm a perfectionist. So like, I want to do everything right. And if I don't, then kind of hard on myself. So I think that is where anxiety comes from. So has it subsided a little compared to the very first time because now you've wrestled you know hundreds of matches and you know or is it still at that same level it has calmed down a little bit um with meditation and stuff and then i bring my crystals to the show to keep me like it keeps me calm so like i would say it calmed a little bit but it's still those butterflies and those nervous feelings all the time but when you get out there it like gives you energy like I feel like nervousness is a good thing because it gives you a boost of energy. Like, you know what? I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm going to go out here and do better. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, IWC, 2PW, you mentioned Brooklyn. You're all over. I'm not saying name your favorite organization because that would be a slap in the face to anybody. But you're doing a lot with 2PW right now. And Queen of the Silver Screen um, is in your face all the time bitching and moaning. Uh, she's been a guest on Can Crushers. Uh, but you have somebody in your back pocket that knows a little bit about it, Katie, and it's your best friend, Ella Shea. Let's talk about how, how all that hooked up and you and Ella being besties. I just saw you on uh, the cup of tea or sipping tea with bitches or whatever Ella calls it this week. By the way, I love Ella. So Ella, when you're listening, you're too. next to be contacted by me um, because I'm all things Ella. Yeah. Um, so me and Ella have always been pretty cool, but um, I just feel like me and Katie backstage, we really haven't been that cool. So it was like, okay, well we're going to wrestle each other and we're going to see what happens. And, I never got that opportunity anywhere else. 2PW has given me the opportunity to be a part of the women's division in a way that like, they really haven't had a lot of women's matches in 2PW. And the fact that I was like able to be a part of that was exciting. And I'm like, I want to go out here and have fun and enjoy myself, but also want to go out here and prove that I am important and that like, I'm not going to be overshined by anyone who, you know, by anyone. So when me and, Katie was, you know, going to go out there. For us, we knew that, like, okay, well, you're going to be you, I'm going to be me, and we're going to go out there and perform the best way we can, and we got to do what we got to do to win. No one's going to – you're not going to let me win. I'm not going to let you win. 
And then once every once that first match happened, it was a triple threat match, and I lost because I was out the ring. And I'm like, if I was in the ring, I think I would have won. But she got me out of the ring. And then me and Ella, we just we born we formed a bond because we felt like we have a lot in common. We're both sassy. We both love to speak our mind. We both are extremely um, open to being closer to one another because we realized that two is better than one. Like we were like, Katie, she doesn't have any friends. What is she doing? Like me and Ella, we feel like we can, we just have a connection together. Like we have like a soulmate connection. We just feel like we can bond and work well together. And I feel like me and her haven't been friends for too long, but the fact that we have been friends makes me feel like we can do a lot of great things together. You know, like we're still learning each other. We're still having a good time together, but I do see us doing great things in 2PW and Katie Arquette, I feel bad for her because I'm I'm like she doesn't really have a lot of friends, so I'm just like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean Right now I she know. doesn't. That that's across the yeah. board. I mean, I, what is she doing? She's a queen. She she should have people swarming after her, but maybe her backstage antics are, are not up to par. Yeah. She knows how to play the good out when she's outside, you know, out in the ring, but when she's backstage she's just She's the queen. She's, she, you know, she's really a queen queen, if you know what I mean. Like, Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Um, funny question I, I've asked uh, a few people, and I'm going to bring it back around to you. Besides Ella, you're allowed keeping three numbers in your phone um, from wrestlers. You know, have it be 2PW, IWC, or, you know, anywhere. What three numbers do you have to call in case you get into a hurry? You know, you do not, do not give the numbers out, Paris. I'm saying know, the people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this would be something like, um, Balk would just start reading some numbers off. But yeah, 412-77777. No, Balk, we don't want number numbers. Who are you calling if you get into trouble? Who are your besties? Um, we know Ella, so you can throw her out. Give me three others. Bray McKenzie, um, he's a wrestler, and we've been we met out of wrestling. We were at a wrestling show. We met, and we dated for a while, and we became friends. But I feel like when I first started wrestling, he was the one that was there to give me advice about the business to help me. He's like, if you need any help about with anything, let me know. So Bray McKenzie um, is someone I would turn to. Duke Davis, when I was at IWC. When I had my first singles match against Mandime, Duke Davis was Duke Davis was there, and he was like, "You did a great job, you know, you know, you have a great character, you know, a great look to you." Like he shook my hand, he made me feel like, if you need anything, I'm here because I know this business is not easy for people like you. You know what I mean? And he was like, if you need, "I have his number." And then Joe Dombrowski, um, he's always been very helpful with a lot of things that I know. If I'm, and we actually live in the same area, so. Um, I knew if I called him, he'll be there. Wow. Vice versa. So three great numbers. Uh, I, I know all of them. Um, Joe, Joe is a mega mind in professional wrestling. So that's good to have him. Duke is no disrespect, Paris. <laughs> He's your strength in numbers by himself. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I love those. And then, of course, you always have Ella as your, I don't want to say sidekick because she's just as important. Your um, 
Batman and Robin. Let's put it that That's way. The, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, all right, Paris. We, we've been hinting around. You've said it a few times. Um, let's just come out and talk about the big picture. That this is the, this is a question I kind of prepped you with, and um, there, there's huge stigmatism in, in wrestling. Uh, you know, for this, that, or the other. What are some that you want? thrown out the window if if you're wrestling and your main goal is all right we're going to change this godforsaken stigmatism because okay here we go you're an gay african-american how much shade sorry ella do you get time in and time out because of that because listen you have two rough things going against you right I definitely would say that I don't feel alone, but because there's other people who experience the same thing. So it's nice to know that people are with me, but I have my own opinion, my own feelings about it. I do feel like obviously it is tough and I don't want to feel like, you know, this is what you're going to have to accept. You're going to have to accept that because you're African-American, you're gay, that you may not be given the same opportunities as other people who aren't, or because you are a male, you can't be, a woman's champion. You can't be taken seriously in a woman's division because of your gender. And I'm like, I like gender equality. I think that's one thing that um, I don't like is that there's not really a lot of gender equality in wrestling. And there's a lot of like, okay, you're a male. You have to do this. You have to stick to this. You're a female. You have to do this. This is what you could do. Like there's limits. And I'm like, I'm very like limitless. There's no limits on me. I can be whatever I want to be. Like my whole life, I've always wanted to be, um, I've always been a women's wrestling fan, so my goal is to be a women's champion and and not to just put over, not to make myself look great, but also for the women's division as well, to uplift the women's division. And I feel like in certain places wouldn't ex- like that because they're like, well, you're a male. That wouldn't be fair to the rest of the females. And then, then they say, well, if a, if a woman became a heavyweight champion, it wouldn't be fair to the males. But I'm like, it is fair when you think about it like gender equality. Let people be whatever they want to be. There shouldn't be any limits you know what makes sense if it makes sense let it make sense if it doesn't make sense make it don't make sense you know what i mean so i think that's the only thing is just gender equality to me and feeling like i'm i look up to so many african-american wrestlers like burger t bobby lashley shelton benjamin like i think are getting great opportunities so i don't really feel like it's opportunities anymore it's more so given they you still looked at a certain way because of me for me it's, it's not really my color because I feel like I can thrive with so many other African Americans. But for me, it's more so my sexuality, you know, because I'm gay and I'm open about it and I'm not afraid to be open about it. I think that creates more issues for other people. Like, it's their problem. They don't like it. It's not a problem for me, but for them, they don't like it. And um, I feel like I think that's the only thing that's just bothersome is that you want to be taken seriously. You want to be given opportunity like everybody else not because of your sexuality, but because you're a wrestler like everybody else. You're not me being gay is doesn't make me different from anybody else. It just makes me unique. You know, like I'm a unique person. We're all unique in our own way. Um but I think that's like I said, that's one of the main things that I've been thinking about, especially only wrestling for two years and trying to find my way and trying to figure out what I want to do. I know like that me being a form of me giving opportunity to be in a women's division 
and do something different would be great because back then there were guys in the WWF that were given the women's championship as a joke or it was just like they didn't have to fight for it. They didn't compete for it. It was just like, here, you know, let's just steal it from a woman, laugh about it. But I really want to be taken seriously and be like, wow, like this guy is gay. He is African-American, but he is a hard worker and he does want to be taken seriously. And, you know, it shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? There's no limits. I think that's one thing I want to always take with me. And I want other fans to realize when my time is up or when I'm done wrestling, realize like, no one has to have limits. No one has to have restrictions. They can do whatever they want to do. And I think once promoters start to see like, okay, these there's certain guys that are breaking down those doors, they'll give more wrestlers like me opportunities to be whatever they want to be. There won't be no limits. And I think I'm fighting for more opportunities like other guys are too, who are gay, to be taken seriously and give opportunities no matter what it is and not feel like they're restricted. And so that's, that's the only thing for me, honestly. Yeah, it's when I look at you or some, you know, other wrestlers that I've had on, I look at you as a wrestler. I don't take this disrespectful. I, I don't care if you're purple, if you're green. I, I don't care about that. I, I don't care about your your outside, like any of that. When you're on the card, you're there, you know, entertaining me or you're, you know, afterwards, yeah, we can go to the carriage inn and have a drink together or whatever. Um, you were, you were there to entertain just like, you know, any other person on that card. That's the way fans should look at it. Promoters should look at it and let you guys break down these barriers because the barriers are huge yet. And I, Can Crutchers is always there to support 100% you and and others like you. It's just, it's a horrible thing. Uh, You're a human being, Paris, and that's really essentially all that should matter to people. Right? Right. Have you, have you had, and don't, please do not name where it was because I don't want to get anything like that but have you ever had um once they know that you're being gay somebody say "Uh, i'm not working i'm not working with this guy oh no i've actually had everyone always been excited like oh my god like let's do this let's do that like i've never had a moment like that before i'm glad i didn't and i've always been open to that like oh maybe someone may not want to wrestle me because of my sexuality but luckily i never had that issue yeah, I, I'll say this, knock on wood, because I I hope it never happens, but there's still, you know, and I'm sure you monitor where you go and stuff like that, that, you know, you might run into that one day, and I hope it never happens, um, because you're, you're a wonderful human being. Oh, uh, shit. The question that was going to be my follow-up just left. We'll wrap back around to it. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> um, TikTok, Paris. Uh, you're, you're trying to be a huge TikTok star too, huh? You, you love doing some dances on there. Kind of like I've been so busy lately. I haven't been able to do a lot of more TikTok as I want to, but on my downtime, I do a lot of dancing, but I don't even record it. Like I did a couple of TikTok dances and that was it, but I'm like, I need to do more. Like I see some other wrestlers that are doing it and having fun and I'm like, I need to do it. But I'm like, I just... In my, in my own little world, just dancing, having fun, and I don't even think about TikTok. I don't think about it as much. I actually deleted the app because I'm like, 
I just don't do it anymore. But I think I should do more. I think it's pretty neat and fun to do. So yeah, it, it's great social media, dude. It really is. Get your name out. Um, are you are you a trained dancer? No, I, I did dancing in high school. I did choreography. Like I, I was in theater, but I never really like took a dance class. But I love dancing. Like dance is my second favorite thing to do. Like I love wrestling. The first thing, and then dancing the second. Okay. Um, that question is not going to come back up. Maybe it'll be for part two once we get everything set up and uh, we have a part two down the road. Uh, I don't want to keep you much longer, but there's a couple other questions I have. One is, I always like these last questions. Best advice you can give, you know, there's a young Paris that is six years old, you know, sitting on your lap. You know, you're the old uncle showing wrestling. What do you tell the young kid saying, Paris, I want to be just like you when I grow up? What do I have to do? That's a beautiful question. I would tell them to go for it and be yourself. You know, like when I grew up, I've always wanted to be like Trish Stratus. I wanted to be like Lita. I wanted to be like jazz. I love jazz. And I kind of wanted to embody them. But I realized that I wasn't being my authentic self. I was kind of like taking a part of them and not forgetting about me. And I would tell them to believe yourself and go for it and be yourself. Because when you believe yourself, you go for it. You will shine brighter because you are you. I feel like we shine brighter as ourselves. I'll tell them, go for it. Chase your dream. If that's something that you really want to do, give it a try and know that you have support. You know, like the wrestlers, even like trainers, you know, they're there to support you and help you, to guide you. And um, that you're never alone. I think when I first started, I felt alone. I felt like I don't really have anyone that really understands me. But when you really get into it, you're like, wow, these people do care. And they're really trying to support me. So I wouldn't want anyone that I'm telling to be wrestling to, to think that they're alone. I think that's just a, um, a dog-eat-dog world. Even though sometimes it seems like that, there's certain people that you could gravitate to and you could become close friends with, you know, and you could make things easier for you because wrestling can be very um it could be very catty it could be a lot of jealousy a lot of things going on and i think um you just got to choose the right crowd i would tell you choose the right crowd and believe yourself and do it if that's what you want to do and you'll shine so yeah uh paris you're part of two great wrestling families if you just threw a dart at a dartboard saying hey i'm gonna go to AAA wrestling or whatever, BBB wrestling, and that's where you're going to go. No, you made it to IWC, which is from the owner down to, you know, a fan coming the first time. Once you walk into that arena or wherever they're at, um, I've spoken to enough wrestlers from IWC and 2PW. That's what I've read. Um, you're a family. You guys completely support each other in and out of the ring. Um, f- the wall's coming down for a second. There's times that you hang out with this person, that person, this person, that person. Yeah, we get it. It's wrestling. But you still entertain us for those three hours we're there. You really enjoy hanging out with them. And it's not a gimmick because Definitely. they have your back, right? That's how I feel. Like I feel like I have a second family. Like. My mom, all, most of my family lives in Maryland. You know, they, they moved back to Maryland. I'm kind of like the only one here in Pittsburgh. But when I go to the wrestling shows, and I go to training, I feel like I'm there with my second family. Like, they're, you know, 
they're there to support me. They're there to help me. I can talk to them. They, if I need anything, obviously they're there. So I do definitely agree with that. And I'm very grateful that I have a family that loves, we love the same thing and that's wrestling. So, right. Uh, dream match. I think I know where this is going, but I want to know the who, the where, meaning like the arena and the stipulation. So throw it on me. <laughs> well, I would love to wrestle for AEW. I've been a huge fan of that. I would love to wrestle Sunny Kiss. And a lot of people are like, well, y'all two are so similar. But I feel like there's a lot of differences as well. And I think with wrestling, you've never really seen two feminine gay wrestlers compete in a ring and put on a great match and be taken seriously. Like, I've never seen that. And I'm like, I want to be able to do that. Like, he's a high flyer. I'm a bit of a high flyer, but I feel like we can have a great match because I could just, I don't have that energy. Like, I'm an energy person and I could feel like me and him would get in the ring and just set things on fire, do some great things. Um, and AEW is a beautiful like company. Like I love the company. Obviously, they have you know everyone has their pros and cons about it. But I would love to wrestle for them. And he's definitely my dream opponent. He's always been my dream. Like since I became a wrestler, and I start look watching his matches, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to wrestle him. Like I think me and him have some good chemistry. Is there a stipulation to the match? Um, I would say like a singles match. Okay, just a normal one on one. Okay. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Paris, I have to ask this final question before I let you give out um, some socials and everything. What's it going to feel like wrestling your own cousin? Because that's what I hear, that you and Sonny <laughs> Kiss are cousins. No, I'm, that's all over the place. You know that, right? I didn't realize it was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I, it's one of the first things, you know, doing some homework. Uh, is Paris Sahara really Sonny Kiss's cousin? I, I don't know. I is it? I like to keep the mystery. Right. You should keep the mystery. <laughs> I think I want to keep it a mystery. I think one of these days they'll find out. All the fans will find out the truth. So, okay. All right, Paris, this is your time. Tell us where we can find you on social medias because you, you were posting a lot. You, you might have slacked a little bit, but you also uh, have some merch to make you some money. Yes, yes um, I have Instagram is at the underscore ebony sensation and then facebook is just paris sahara i don't have a twitter i think i should make one no um, no twitter's it's, twitter's yeah. it's for news and the getting fights about jim Cornette. <laughs> don't do it yeah um i have a couple shirts out now that like i want to sell when i'm out um at events i want to be able to sell my shirts i also want to sell crystals because yes i think they're, they're good <laughs> Yeah, I think it would be cool to have like, crystal bracelets and everything else for the fans. Ah, so. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, what do you have going on here in the next uh, couple weeks, couple months? Where are you going to be for people to come out and see the Ebony Sensation? I have um, for Proving Ground. IWC is doing Proving Ground. And yep. it sucks that they, you know, the fans aren't going to be able to come see us, but um, I'll be wrestling someone there. I can't say who, but I'll be doing stuff for Proving Ground, and then this Saturday I have a show in Niles, Ohio. It's um, Power Slam Pro Wrestling, um, and I'll post it on my Facebook and Instagram where it will be at and everything. But um, that's what I'm doing this week. Um, AEW is coming to Pittsburgh, and I don't know what I'll be doing, but I hope that 
I could do help with something. You know, you never know what to expect when other companies come. You know, they may need extra or they may need someone to wrestle. You never know. So I'm open for that. So I may be able to do that, hopefully. Um, but definitely this week would be the Power Slam Pro Wrestling in Ohio. And I would definitely post that in this week. And the next week, I have another show in Ohio, Power Slam Pro Wrestling as well. So Nice. Heading out to Ohio, doing a lot of things out there. Uh, guys, make sure you jump on board. Follow Paris on all social medias. That's the best way to find out where they're going to be at because a lot of wrestlers do great promotional things on their social medias. If, if you're stuck with Paris and you want to follow him around, do it because you will not be disappointed. He's he's a freaking rising star that's going to be all over the place. And maybe he fights his cousin, Sonny Kiss, here real damn thank soon. <laughs> Paris, thank you for joining us here tonight uh, on Can Crushers. Um, I loved everything, and I'm going to be calling you when I get the Bellevue, and we're going to go buy some crystals. Yes, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) You guys think I joke when I say each and every week that I'm so excited for an interview. I really do learn something about the wrestlers and their personal life week in and week out because... We get so in-depth about things. Like, literally, I'm going to call Paris Sahara, and he's going to take me crystal shopping to help my mental health. That's amazing. You know, little can crushers, and I have Paris Sahara now on my side that I'm going to meet in Bellevue, and we're going to be able to figure out what the hell is wrong with me. Wrestling. It's a family, I'm telling you. You heard Paris talk about how the IWC, the 2PW, it's just a niche. You know, throw the fans in as well, that it it just means so much. So, one, Paris, again, thank you very much for that opportunity to be able to meet with you here in a couple weeks and figure out what the hell is wrong with me. But sidebar from all of that, man, Paris has had a, a hell of a, a hell of a way, you know, started at the age of 17, took a little bit of time off, came back to IWC, and now spreading his wings, going all over the place, Brooklyn, Ohio this week, next week, everything, it's really cool, it's really the cool thing to see where he's going, and I love the question to always talk about, is the anxiety is always there um, for every match, because you hear it from, and I'm going to say mega stars like John Cena and, and people like that. Yeah, the jitters are there. If the jitters aren't there, then, you know, you're not excited to be doing what you're doing anymore. Maybe it's time to take a step back. So, so much to unpack with this interview. You know, you can chat me up about it if you want to here on Can Crushers by sending me an email at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. You know, hit us up on all our socials. Paris, he knows where it's at. He really does. The women's wrestling, save COVID. I will always wave that flag. I love it. Guys, thanks again for listening here on Can't Crush Your Spotlight. And thanks once again to Paris Sahara, full of pure sex appeal, the Ebony Sensation. Man, I love you and I can't wait to spend some time shopping with you. And I can't wait to watch you and your cousin rip down the house. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.